Hey community, this is Priscellis from the Yes and Amen podcast, where we have conversations, testimonies, and meditations. This is a meditation episode, so find a comfortable place and let's get started. Happy Advent community. This is our second Selah Advent meditation for this season. Uh, if you didn't already hear our first one, we invite you to it because we're actually just continuing to meditate on the very same scripture. We have the exact same scripture. We're just focusing on the latter part of this scripture this time. And so wherever you may be, I would invite you to find a place of comfort, find a place of stillness. Um, and that may look differently for you where you are, if you're at work or home or in transit. But find a, a safe way to be comfortable. And if you can, even closing your eyes um, and, and beginning to check in with your breath, beginning to take deep breaths in and out as slowly as you can and I don't count for you or tell you what slow is or invite you to what slow can be because slow breaths look differently for all of us and so I invite you to just take slow breaths in and out in through your nose and out through your mouth I'm going to open this up in prayer and then we'll get started Father God we thank you for another day we thank you that we can breathe. Thank you that we are living in a miracle. The very part and point that we are breathing is a miracle. And so thank you for that. Thank you that we get to live miraculous lives, even in the ordinary, even in the mundane, even in the quiet and the small. We are living miraculous lives because we are living saved lives lives that have been bought for a price that you paid for us and so thank you for that thank you that even in this season although it is not easter we still get to acknowledge that we still get to see how this advent story is connected to the resurrection story and then in turn is connected to our life story and so we give you glory and we give you this time help us see this scripture, Holy Spirit, in a new way, in your mighty name, amen. And so today, as I said, we are continuing with the same scripture from last week. And so last time we meditated on Isaiah 9, 6. Today we're reading from the ESV version. And the word of God says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. As we shared last time, we meditated on the beginning of that scripture, and we went into Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God. And today we're focusing on Jesus as our everlasting Father and our Prince of Peace. And remembering that the beginning, very beginning of this scripture, it says, For to us a child is born. He was born to us. And it goes on to say, A son is given to us. And so everything God is doing here, everything Isaiah is prophesying here, is meaning and intended 
for us. The reality is that there are parts of the Bible and stories of the Bible that are not meant to us. And that sometimes is a hard thing to receive because we want to receive all of it, especially if it's good news. But here specifically saying a child, a son is given to us. And so today we're focusing on this son and this child that was given to us as our everlasting father and our prince of peace. Now, so as we think about the first one, I would invite you to think about what does everlasting mean to you? The words seem pretty obvious, you know, it seems perhaps like it means long lasting or won't end. But for you, in your life, perhaps even in your current circumstance, what does everlasting mean to you? What perhaps has been temporary in your life consistently? What perhaps is temporary right now that you're hoping would be everlasting? And seeing all those things and perhaps even people and focusing on the one thing that actually gets to be everlasting in our life. And that is our Father. Our Father, God. And so as we now enter into that full name of Jesus, Everlasting Father, I invite you to think about Father. What do you define? What do you identify? What comes up for you when you hear the word Father? For some, it's a painful word. For some, it's a word that really doesn't mean anything. For some, it's a word that brings good memories and joy and love. For some, it means grief. For some, it means anger. And for all of those, whether good or bad experiences with our earthly father, who is temporary, whether he has been temporary in your life or not, he is a temporary being in the world. But our everlasting father, Jesus, a man who was born and yes died temporarily but resurrected to live an everlasting life as your father that means he is always with you that means he is Emmanuel that means he wants to be present with you in an everlasting way he doesn't want to temporarily heal you, temporarily walk beside you, temporarily save you, temporarily hear you. He wants all of those things and more to live in an everlasting way, to be and exist in an everlasting way. And so what does that mean to you, to your heart? to your life that Jesus your God is your everlasting father what does that mean for the parts of you that you're seeing or the parts of your life that you're seeing are temporary how does everlasting father the truth of that 
bring light into your life, bring light into the darkness of temporary, of the things that have now gone and passed, of the things that you miss. Where is there hope that although all of these things will pass, the Bible talks of that in Hebrews, that all things will come to pass, all the earth will pass, but God remains unshakable, our everlasting Father. And so as you meditate on that and seeing God as your everlasting Father, beyond what you see in your earthly father, even if he's a good earthly father, realizing that he can't even compare to the everlasting father that wants to be all things for you throughout all of time. As you meditate on that, I invite you then to move into thinking about Jesus as our Prince of Peace. He is a prince, that in itself showing us that Jesus is royalty. And that means we come from royalty. That means that regardless of where, where we've been, what our economic status is, where we are going in life, what we were born into, we are daughters and sons of a prince. Even Jesus himself was born, we can say, quote, unquote, in, poor, in a poor situation, right? He wasn't born to rich parents. He wasn't born in a palace. He wasn't born even with many people admiring him. There was a king that even wanted to kill him as a baby. He was born in really hard, sad, difficult circumstances, not even in an inn, in a in a manger he was born and so thinking of that that even that kind of birth brought forth someone who is and became royalty and so he is our king jesus he is royalty and that means that he is worthy of praise worthy of everything we can offer him and give him including our lives And then it goes to tell us that he is that of peace. He is the prince of peace. That means he is the one who holds peace together and provides it for us. In the Gospels, it said Jesus says, I have come to give you peace and not the kind of peace that the world gives. A different kind of peace. And so when we think of peace, especially when we think of, let's say, this year with all the social injustice that we have seen that has brought to light certain things, people protesting, saying no peace, no justice, or we think of war and we think of peace treaties and all these things. It's so interesting how as a country and even as a world, we have developed this definition of peace that is not that close to the definition of shalom that is in the Bible, that is it intended for. And shalom is actually the Hebrew word for peace that's found in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the word peace is called irene, which is a Greek word. And they both mean the same thing. They're just in two different languages. And their meaning and focus is restoration and wholeness. So 
this is saying that Jesus is our Prince of restoration and wholeness. He is the one who holds restoration in his hands. He literally held it in his hands as the nails went through his hands. He holds the peace that we get to have and the peace that the world cannot give. And he gives it to us again in that scripture in the New Testament where he's saying the peace he gives to us. He gives it to us through the Holy Spirit. So it can be a peace that lives within us. So it can be a peace that we experience beyond our circumstance and what we are experiencing on the outside. This is so closely tied to him being our everlasting father. That our peace within us is not temporary. If we have given our lives to Jesus, that means the peace that is within us is everlasting. Because if we are choosing Jesus every day, then we have the Holy Spirit within us every day until eternity. And so Jesus gets to be our Prince of Restoration and Wholeness. And so in this time, perhaps even this year or before this year, I'm sure there have been moments of your life where you're still experiencing right now parts of you that are broken, parts of you that are chained, parts of you that you don't know what to do with anymore, a sin that you don't know how to get free of, a past experience you don't know how to forgive yourself for. Whatever it may be, Jesus is saying, I am your Prince of Peace and I want to give you wholeness and restoration. Let me do that for you. Let me in so I can be that for you. So as we are moving in towards the end of this season of Advent, I would invite you to continue to meditate on the names of Jesus in this scripture. Because in this very scripture it says, And his name shall be called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Jesus is all of those things and more to you. Yes, he is the, all those things to the world, to your family, to your parents, to your friends. But he's also those things to you and for you. For to us a child is born. To us, a son is given, and he is your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, and your prince of peace. Lord, we thank you that you are all of these things and more. We thank you that you came to us. We didn't have to go to you. You came down from your heavenly home and you came to us in the most intentional and humble way, in the most gracious and loving way. And you came to us to save us, to redeem us, 
to free us, to give us peace and restore our broken pieces. God, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you that you came for us and to us. May we end this year with an understanding that this year was not a waste, although it was painful, that you were our wonderful counselor in countless moments that we had to make decisions, that you were our mighty God in moments that we didn't know what was going to happen, how we were going to make it the next day, but your mighty power provided and gave us what we needed. You were our everlasting Father when all we were seeing in front of us temporary was decaying and dying and breaking, and you have been our Prince of Peace all year long, providing us wholeness and restoration in the areas that we have needed the most. And so I pray as we move into Christmas, that we will truly celebrate in light of all of those things and seeing you, Lord, and seeing your goodness and your faithfulness all of our lives, including this year, and knowing that even if 2021 is different or the same, you remain our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that meditation blessed you. Please be encouraged that you can do meditations anywhere at any time. And the Bible invites us to meditate on the Word of God. And so I pray that um, this time blessed you and that we can stay connected. Join us for another meditation episode or a conversation soon. Be blessed. God is with you.